We are live. Welcome. It's just bodybuilding live from West Coast Iron, courtesy of Mutant. Of course, we got the flag. We got Dusty Hanshaw, fresh out of the shower. And amazingly enough, Mutant brought Scott McNally up to set all this up for us and uh, get this live episode under our belts. This live in-person studio-esque vibe that we have going on this is weird you know i feel like we should like have leather like recliners <laughs> yeah and, you know yeah. and then yeah and then start you know multi-camming you know we're almost there we're almost, we're almost there. there we could Maybe have multi-cammed some... just you know it was yeah. a little much for the first time what what would you remember, remember when rogan moved and everyone criticized his new state st- studio they were yeah. like oh yeah. it's, it looks like a weird spaceship in there yeah and then he changed it so it looked more texas so there's like wood behind him now yeah. yeah yeah i'm wondering what would we do with our wall you know it would evolve there's no question it about would evolve that. Yeah. okay so like share subscribe comment obviously we're live so you guys can actually follow along with us watch the show live we are going to be doing questions at one point it's going to be chaos yes but i'm ready for it i'll follow along any questions you guys post i'm going to do my best to uh to save those but uh, we had some topics and before and, any and, of that. and then i forgot to say and oh which left me not going Ring the bell. There we go. So, but I did. I got stuck on the comment thing. He did. You, you I, went. I went. sidebarred. So, it's his um, first time. Yeah. So we're 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 back on track. Remember, I am mutant.com, Big Ron twenty, Dusty twenty. You can use our codes for twenty percent off. I am mutant.com. Huge supporters of the show, and of course, this whole trip is you know this is a mutant trip. So basically, what's going on, Dusty? You guys are all up here to film a bunch of content. Yeah, we have the we have the full week. Um, came in actually. I got in at one thirty in the morning. That was a shit show. I can't say that. Um, but came in, and now it's it's training videos. This obviously the new gear. We got new, new swag. Run. I mean, new awesome. swag. So we got to do all these like videos and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, new duffel bag. It's, it's exciting. We got a ton of good stuff, and uh, the best part is that the whole team comes out. So. Uh, the plan is to get you guys a, li- a live view of what's going on on all of our social media individually. And then you're going to see all the professional work that Nick and Constantine put up that actually makes us look good. And, and, and Schmitty Films, too. Always in on Yeah, we've got a double team thing going on. Oh, so we've got, always want to be nice. double teamed by there them. There we go. There um, we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got everyone. We got everyone. They got, and they got Jason Breeze. Yes, shooting, shooting us. the stills, yep. So, okay. Jason walks in. He sees a photo on the wall of me. Right. And he's like, oh. My work. And I was like, oh, yeah, you took that. <laughs> That's awesome. It's funny. So, yeah, we're happy to be here, man. You know, how, how, tell us about your delay. You were delayed. Well, I woke up yesterday morning, and very first thing I got an email that says that my flight is 90 minutes behind, which is no big deal. It's my first flight. But the follow up was that my total flight time was now 16 hours behind. Oh, God. And I was going to come in today at 12.30 p.m. Because you're going to miss your connection. Yeah. So I'm like, that's not going to work. I ended up actually switching airports, drove up to Charlotte, flew out of there, um, flew into Denver, which was smooth sailing. Everything was good there. Uh, But that's when the, the extended delays began again. And there was actually a point when I flew into Denver that I thought I was going to miss my flight here as I was texting you guys. Yeah. Uh, my flight was supposed to leave at like 7.12 p.m. And at 7.20, I'm still on the tarmac looking at it. And then right as I'm about to text you guys that I'm screwed, 
I get the your next flight was delayed text oh. come through. Oh. So <laughs> it all worked out. Then you, it was, you know, uh, there's at least like 15 people off that plane that are on the next plane. That's why it's late. Like yeah. they're holding it for you. Yeah. 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 So it was good. We came in late last night and uh, now it's right to business. So I'm stoked that we got this done because I was I was actually nervous. I was looking at the time. I'm like, well, I'm supposed to land yeah. after we do this show. Yeah. So yeah. Can, that's not going to work. Yeah. What about you, Scott? How was your trip up? I couldn't ask for anything smoother. I yeah. mean, we, uh, other than the fact that I was really excited, uh, I was excited to come out, you know, because yeah. you guys have done this kind of thing before. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm getting to see, like, there is literally right now, like, Jamie the Giant's down there doing videos and stuff, and Dana's down there shooting video. Like, there's stuff going on that's really cool right now. Yeah. I'm getting to hang out with everybody, you know, over at and, the Mutant and, Mansion. And I mentioned, I was like, oh, by the way, Cass G is here, too. Yeah, one of the best uh, wellness girls in the world just happens to be here training because <laughs> that's what you get at this gym. It's pretty cool. So. so that said, when I looked at the flight options, the first option was like, well, if I take this option, I'll get there the soonest. But I also have to get up at 4 a.m. And I was like, get that one. Take it. So yesterday, I don't even know how many hours the day was. Like everything went really smooth, but it was a long day. So I don't know, but we all made it. So I'm yeah. pumped that we're and here. I, the thing I'm happiest about, Scott, is that they let you in with all your guns. Yeah, I, well, shh, don't, yeah, don't, they got to keep that under your head. But, but I know that oh, you just, you just get to the board and you just say, I'm American. I'm American. And it's fine. It's uh, my yeah. emo- emotional support gun. Right. Yeah. Right. They guns. let you bring yeah. one. Oh, yeah. One. It was only one. Yeah. One. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, it has to fit. It, it has to fit under the seat. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or in the overhead. He brought that. Or the folding one. <laughs> no guns, but I'm doing all right. Okay. I got you guys here. So okay. Everything goes down. You know. I just when you when you get to the Canadian. Ron has a gun. When you get to the oh yeah. When you get to the Canadian border, <laughs> you have to trade your emotional support gun for an emotional support vape. Yeah. <laughs> right? You're in Canada now. Yeah. So the dynamic shifts. Everyone's a little calmer. Yeah. yeah. Right? You know? Yeah. So it's good. It's good, though. We got a good vibe. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy about it. And, uh, um, you know, they got you in the house, too. Yeah. yeah. Tell them about that. We got two houses. So I'm hanging out at the athlete's house. And that's Shelby and Dana and Jamie. And me, am I missing anybody? Nope, no Dusty. one. <laughs> Dusty, well, Dusty just got that in. Was there a last, last night. minute, last yeah. minute edition. Yeah, I didn't even wake up last night when you came in. Yeah, like, I was out. I was out for like six hours straight. <laughs> I didn't move. Um, and it's awesome. Like everybody, so the team from Mutant brought in like all the food that everybody wants. So it's like I, I just cooked my normal breakfast this morning. Yeah. Like, normally, when you travel, you don't, you, you don't get a chance to like actually eat what you normally would eat. And how about the groceries? They're amazing. Like yeah. the, you gave them a list, didn't you? I didn't give them a list, so I'm just eating oh, you just mooching off everybody else's groceries. <laughs> <laughs> they brought enough like eggs for everybody, yeah, and yeah, chicken yeah. for everybody, kind of thing. Yeah. So, but it was you know. I didn't send a list in. I'll just find food. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the beauty though. Like when you, it's funny with Scott because I was talking to Nikki when you're watching your your page and stuff. I'm like, you forget because I've been doing this for so long. Yeah. That this is normal, and I'm like. Oh shit, Scott's like super stoked to do no, all this, this and you're like, oh okay, thing. this is yeah. the coolest thing. He he said a few things yesterday. He's like, Man, they really treat you good. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I really don't I just take complete advantage of these guys. I'm so used to it. No, it's cool. It's cool to see um, 
a company that really respects bodybuilders is what that translates right. to me. Right. It's not fend for yourself. Yeah, well that in a world too where it's like, you know, bodybuilders aren't even thought of as like the first class people at a contest anymore. You right. know what I mean? Valid. Right. So it's like to see a company that really treats bodybuilders with respect still. It takes me back to it takes me back to like the first time I was at a hardcore gym and I was training as a competitor. I got a new gym membership at a powerhouse and they were like, Oh, you're a competitor? Oh, well, we'll give you a discount. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And it's like, that was a different world. They the were like, oh, here. Years. And here's a free coffee cup. Take this with you. Right. You know what I mean? It was cool. <laughs> right, it was right. cool. And yeah. it made you feel special. And it made you feel like bodybuilding was special. You yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. And that gym supported you. And yeah. And that goes, it yeah. digs deep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. What are we, we, how many people? I can't see the numbers. Oh, gosh. We're, we're doing good. Either. So we're like 86 people at okay. the moment. So we okay. need you guys to hang here. And then we need more people to join us. Maybe we need to get Chris Aceto back or something. Yeah, well, but you know what? Yeah. I was very happy that everyone saw the internet issues as like a charming yeah. effect of the Aceto interview. People who liked Aceto expected it. Like almost like we had to run it through a failure filter, an yeah. internet failure filter. <laughs> so it was a, a, a proper Aceto interview. Yeah. You know, yeah. like one guy even listed it like jokes, uh, you know, truths and internet issues. Classic Aceto, like. <laughs> He had it broken right down, you know? Yes. So it was good. It was yeah. good. It was but nice. uh, we had a topic, didn't we, Scott? We brainstormed one last night. Nice. Which topic? The the dangerous one. Oh, Is yeah, that the yeah. One we yeah, we were talking about... Uh, I think it was good, too, man, because you were... We were just sitting down talking. And well, you had said, "I don't know what's we, going on." Yeah, yeah well, that's okay. <laughs> Dusty, we're in the air. So in the air. primarily, Dusty's at his best when he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> just the majority of my life, so, I feel comfortable. So we we were sitting and we were talking about the Arnold, and we yes. were like, "How can we talk about the Arnold?" Because we need an opening topic, even though we're 15 minutes in. Yeah, we, we, we got to talk about the Arnold, but we don't want to be like boring old, like, "Okay, well, who's Rami going to do against this?" You know, we wanted to kind of approach it with with. A couple of ideas, and one was the most. Who's the most yeah. dangerous bodybuilder of 2023? Yeah, and are they in the Arnold? Ooh, and we're thinking. Also, another side topic is what will be considered massive, impactful success for Sean Clarita at this show. What placing? What placing does he have to get for it to be like? Holy shit! That yeah. this two twelve guy is. I have all my answers. He has all the answers. Yeah. I have. I just See, right. that's They're why. My that's why he's best unprepared because it doesn't doesn't you know you know you didn't have time to over yeah okay yeah. it's a dangerous thing so, okay so starting with Sean, I think Sean makes top five. The game has changed because you got to remember. I know a lot of people are like well, there's only so many guys. Think of who the top five is. Yeah, we went through that. So who do we have? We got Rami. Yep. Nick. Samson. Um, Andrew Jack. With Aceto, with by Aceto the way. With Aceto and Chris Psycho Lewis. Yep. Right? Clarita. Yep. And then who else is on the list? Akeem. Which, by Come the way, on. if you saw his pictures today, Akeem's scary already. Yeah. I did. Yeah. So he kept dieting. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. Assume. And yeah. Kamal. Yep. Is that the seven? Is there anyone else? I feel like there's a couple we've missed. I'll that, get up. They were already they were yeah. locked in there. So so top five there means that he's got to beat, like you know you got Akeem, you got uh, Samson was sixth, you got uh, Andrew Jack was seventh. So he beats any of those guys. Yeah. Now you're in the top six at the Olympia. 
Right. At the open. Right. So Which still irritates me they didn't let him do that. I'm going to say it one more time. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been something else, eh? How would he have looked in that lineup? Because, damn, that's a well, sidebar. Well, Chris Chris brought... the. I loved Chris's explanation of how when the call-outs happen, it changes who you're looking at. Right. And it's very true because... I feel like in the Olympia, with the callouts the way they were, he would have looked really, really strong. Uh, whereas to me, that's why I said top five because standing with the who I consider the most oh, likely Bonac. To be the top four. Bonac. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, of course, Lucas. How knows. do you forget Bonac? Thank you. Um, Lucas. Think knows about everything. that though. Like, think about the size of the guys that are in that top. Let's say three. Right. They're all five ten plus and pushing three bills. Right, that alone makes it a just standing amongst them. You, yeah. you know, it's like ask a, a four year old what which thing doesn't go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so I think that that that's why I put him in there. And like you said, if he beats one of those guys, like it's a nightmare. If he beats any of them, it's I mean, you know, that's a crazy show to go into. I mean, but let's think about let's think about consistency. Who on that stage is more consistent than Sean? Yeah. Oh yeah. We know we know he's gonna be an incredible. He'll be shape. perfect. You know, yeah, there's no question He'll about be perfect. that. Here's yeah. another thing. How does Kamal do against Clarita not having to come down to two twelve? Oh yeah. Because now you got Kamal at two what, two twenty seven or yeah. whatever he's yeah. gonna be. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know that Sean beats him in the two twelve. Right. But now we we we're gonna see like what happens when you cross that line on the scale. Absolutely. Because right. like you know, Derek went up. You know, Hottie went up. Everyone went up, and they changed. Yeah. So how does the game change for Sean there? Yeah. Right. Valid. I just Fair think enough. it's fascinating. I can't wait to see him standing in the lineup. I keep thinking of of Lee Priest standing next to Paul Dillett. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, oh, I love that. I just yeah, saw yeah. that I'm in like, my mind. I love, I love that that era. You know, where they'd be doing the callouts like Ronnie, Nasser, Paul, yeah. Lee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh shit! All of them are killers, right? Yeah. And then he comes out, and you know, he's in the mix, right? Yeah. And and it, you know, and everyone else is behind that group, so it. It uh, it's exciting for me because you know I, I know there's guys saying oh if Sean places you know top two or three that means a two twelve is irrelevant now we don't even need it yeah you know there's guys saying that so so we also missed now I don't know if this is updated or not but the list at the website says uh, Justin Rodriguez Justin oh, yeah, Rodriguez Justin too. Oh, geez. Fuck. and then and <laughs> then Patrick mess. Moore that we didn't see last year is he going to be there that's awesome okay I I'm a huge Patrick Moore fan. yes. I, I know that when he previously competed, I mean, we knew he needed more size, but he came to the sport from boxing, and he had never really, like, bulked. No. So I'll be interested to see, well, what happens after he takes some time to grow. Just right. training. Yep. And is he working with Chris? I'm not sure. He didn't mention it, so I don't think so. Okay. Because he didn't mention it on the show. Okay, the okay, okay. They used to. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know that, I know that on Heavy Muscle... Uh, Dave said something about uh, uh, Patrick having to- did he tear a muscle or something, and uh, Chris said no, it, it was minor. And so he he was up to date at least. Oh, with, okay, with what's could going be. On. Okay, but, yeah, was not. Okay, I won't put any words in people's mouths. Okay, so so who do we think is the most dangerous bodybuilder of twenty twenty three? 
I still, th I mean, Derek. Derek. Derek, Derek, and then my, my honorable mention, because we'll see if he can do it again, is Samson. I mean, he's the guy who can really shock you the most. Derek, you now know. Um, and I know obviously people argue he you knows Samson too, but the gap between where he was and where Derek was last year, is, it was decent. Um, if he can close that, then who knows. Uh, and, and on that note, I have to add a little extra. Love seeing him get signed to a long-term contract with Hostile. I thought so, that was awesome. So I actually wanted to mention that primarily when, you know, I, I, I'm going to go with Samson as my most dangerous bodybuilder of 2023 because I think he has more, um, I think that his ascent is faster than anyone else's right now. Mm -hmm. Like Derek made the big jump, but that to me is kind of a jump he was holding back yeah. right, anyways, you know. Samson's like on a rocket ship. And I, I think that Nick already had his big blast, his oh, big yeah. rocket yeah, blast, yeah. you know. I think Samson is on his right now, which coming from the Arnold to the Olympia, I couldn't believe the difference because oh, I saw him at both shows in person. Yeah. And and I couldn't believe the difference. And that rate of improvement is what scares me. And then the next most important thing to remember is um, the fact that Fuad believes in him so much and signed him to a four-year deal and is paying him more than any other hostile athlete ever, which means it includes Nick, yep. right? Yeah. All those things tell me that Fuad is seeing pictures I'm not seeing. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Fuad's very smart, and he knows what his brand is all about, and his brand is, you know, hardcore brand. So Samson must be... I know he loves Samson's work ethic and, yeah. and what Samson's been able to do. So the fact that that happened tells me that there's a lot of value there. Because obviously Fuad would know him as a person really well and all True. that stuff. And True. that's he part of it. Him. People think of the physique, but how's, how's his head? How's his Is work he ethic? hold it together? And I know that Fuad has said things like, man, that guy, like, he had a really bad year last year, you know, with the travel. And it can, you didn't even get, didn't even get quarantined and stuff like mm -hmm. a bunch of shit happened to him. Yeah. And then he made all that improvement. And so I just think he's, a, I, I'm going to say Samson's the most dangerous bodybuilder of 2023. I could see that. Because he's, he's, on, he's on a roll, and he's got so much behind him. He's made so much incredible progress in such a short period of time. Yeah. You can't help but ask yourself, like, well, what is he going to do next? Yeah. You know, what, what more yeah. is he capable of? Yeah, yeah. Because that was a pretty short period of time to have made some some pretty substantial Yeah, changes. huge gains. So well, I think people leave out, too, on, on the flip, what Fuad's support means to him. It's very easy to sign someone for a year, two years, when you know they've got your back to that level and which Fuad included just because people love to piss and moan about anything, the contract can also be adjusted if he does better. Like he's uh, not locking yeah. him in, yeah. which is embarrassing to me that anybody even thinks that, but I know how the world works. But I think as an athlete, I, mean, I know, Ron, you, you had the same thing this year. It is different when a company says, oh, you're part of the fam, you're part of the fam, and here's your one-year deal versus you're part of the fam, here's your four-year deal. Yeah. That's like, oh, okay, you mean that. That's Got pretty it. cool. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and maybe, too, I mean, because uh, Nick was with Hostel and then he, he wasn't, or, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe there was a matter of, like, maybe from Fuad's perspective, business-wise, he was like, hey, I don't want to maybe do things yeah. the way I did last time. Yeah. I'm going to step up harder, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff, you know, he, he probably has, you know, 
you know, it's things are different now. You're planning content so far in advance. Like if you sign a guy to a one year deal, it's hard to like yeah. do a bunch of crazy, you know, the stuff you want to do with them. Yeah. You know? So hmm. How's how's that we got questions? We're gonna do some questions. I've seen What's some rolling on? through, they're actually pretty we, solid. We got a we got a really good one here too. I do want to point out to you guys. So we had a wider angle lens at first, and it would have made Dusty, the guy in the middle, look even smaller. Somebody said, Scott's out angling Dusty. I want to give you guys some perspective here. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. Sit, like, sit up. Give me like a, yeah, like you're almost like you're front relaxed here. This is me sitting neck. And you still, I'm on the edge, so it doesn't work. But I like to be, I like to be the centerpiece is, here. It's nice. Dusty's got a lot of size. So that's all I got to say. Go. There we go. I don't know if you guys can hear me. I'll, I'll look through this. Do you, uh, can we, can we, while I look for some questions, can we Yeah, show here, hand on? me those shirts. I want to oh, show yeah. those shirts. Yeah. We, we were going to put them on, but we couldn't logistically figure out how to put them on. And we got the <laughs> Mew Mutant gear we got to wear. And, and then we got the white background. And I know the Hollywood rules, don't wear white on set when you're an extra and all that stuff. But <laughs> just for shits and giggles, I think this is mine and this is Scott's. Oh, this is mine. This is Scott's. Here. Hold that right. up, buddy. What, what do you got? So here? we got you a member have... made us a shirt before I met Dusty. Okay. <laughs> before I met Dusty, and we're gonna we, we 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 had a little fun with the before I met Dusty idea, and one of the members made us shirts and thought you guys need to do a segment, a segment before I met Dusty, and uh, and I thought that maybe we could show the shirt and when we could. We could tell a few things. Uh, we come up with a few things, Scott, that we we could talk about from before we met Dusty. You know, <laughs> that's a great idea. That's a great like idea. I, and while we talk about this, guys, I'm going to start going through the questions and the comments you've posted. Yeah. Post us up some questions, especially. I'm going to request some good over and unders. Good over oh, and unders. Okay. okay, overrated, overrated underrated. Those. Okay. All right. So I said before that someone really pointed out that it was an important fact. I'd never paid for sex before I met Dusty. <laughs> and it's and, it, and he didn't pay me for the record. I want to, again back to the growth hormone situation. This is not what it is. See, isn't that interesting how it sounds if you word it that way? Right? It's all in the wording. Yeah, very cautious with like, that. Like, you know, that the, the technically that's a true fact. It doesn't tell the whole story, but it sounds hilarious to me. It's much funny just, if you just leave it like that. I was just saying it while I was driving. I was just saying things before I met Dusty. I never smoked crack cocaine. Right? <laughs> and you just leave it. Just, you just, leave just walk it. away. Just walk, just walk out the away. door. Yeah. And then it just leaves the person. They're like, who is this Dusty guy? Yeah. You know? I like that. You know you're a lot I mean? better at it than me. Like, I can't think of any good ones like that, but you're right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's true. You know, before I met Dusty, um, I never changed the price tag on the meat at the supermarket <laughs> and then tried to buy the expensive steak. <laughs> That's just good before business. Before I right met there. Dusty, yeah. I never did that. Yeah, I never and did that. Before the reality I met is, him. you still might not. I yeah, but, you I know, still don't you, now. But but, it's, you, but before I met him, I never did, never, never did that. Never even thought about it before. Yeah. You know, there's all sorts of things you could do yeah, with that. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. On, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's painful. You know? All right. I'm going to see what we had here for over and unders, too. Um, I saw it. Uh, okay. Here we go. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Oh, that's we, easy. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let me see if I can bring it up because look at me. Hit that button, Dusty. And boom. Whoa. Pops right up. Yeah. That's how you do it. Jake, overrated, underrated, Harley Davidson as a brand. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let Ron run this first, then I'll correct him when he's done. 
Um, <laughs> so when I was in college, I didn't finish. I'm a college dropout. But when I was in college, I did a marketing research paper on Harley Davidson and how they like had their brand saved. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Again, how does this happen? How? Okay, go ahead. So their brand was in trouble, and then someone came in and bought them. I can't remember who was, but someone came in and bought them, and they were like, the problem is you guys are just making motorbikes. You have to make merchandise. You have to turn this into a brand, like a lifestyle. This has to be a way of life. It shouldn't just be a bike. You guys are just making bikes. That's why you're not doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were like, you need to make boots, and we got to make leather jackets, and we got to make all that blah, blah, blah. And then Harley became like a brand, and it like expanded, and the, this, the company that came in and took them over, like, you know, turned it into a, a lifestyle. It's a way of life now. Some people, that's their whole life is the brand and what it represents and what they ride, and they did an amazing job on it. So are they over or under? Um... See, I don't know enough about the quality of their I mean, motorcycles. This I, sounds pretty accurately well, rated though. to be there. You can't yeah. say accurately rated. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and he sound pretty accurately rated. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't. Fuck, it's hard. It's, it's, I feel like I'm stabbing at things I'm not really fully aware of. I'm going to say. He said he's not aware of. He wrote a report on it. Yeah, but that was years In 1967 ago. Yeah, when he was in college. <laughs> um, okay. Let's say. Let's say. I'm going to say. I'm gonna say they're overrated. He's going overrated. Just, overrated. And, just I, and I knew and I knew he would say that, which is why I said correct. Just just yeah. just but, here, because... but, here's, but here's why though. It's actually not like you nailed why I think that they are underrated, which is even though I own now three Harleys, um, they do not make the best motorcycle there is. They don't. Yeah, okay. I they really don't. That, yeah. But they are the brand. So Yeah. It's one of those things where it, it's like it's a cult to be a part of. Like literally, when when Nikki and her friend, our friend Daniel, started getting into riding, they decided they wanted to ride. They were both looking at Indian motorcycles, which are fantastic bikes. It literally took one trip to the Harley Davidson dealership and doing their class to realize that they had to join the cult. Right. Like you, you just you have to. So and like you said, the clothes, everything else. I look at a brand who has went for this long and continued growing to the point where I see shirts and I always ask myself when I see someone with a shirt on, do you own the shirt or do you own a bike? Do you right. own both? Right. And the chances are they own the shirt. Right. Because yeah. the majority yeah. of their yeah. money is actually branding. So they don't make as much, they make way more money selling merchandise than they do motorcycles. I feel like the majority of people I know that ride a Harley now are at least 40 something years old, successful business people. And they're like, I always wanted a Harley. Yeah, the game yeah. has changed because the the money it requires to, uh, <laughs> to to get into the game is more than most want to. Um, but yeah, it's, it's I do think it's really fascinating though to see because as I've stepped in more, and I'm actually the anti. So I never wanted to be that person that like let their hobby become them. Right. right I got right. a Harley shirt. I got my Harley hat. I got you know I own uh, as he sits here fully three, branded. I would yeah. totally different. <laughs> when Harley pays me, no, but you know what I mean. It's one of those things where it's like I own two hats and a t-shirt. Right. And the majority of the time, I I always wear coincidentally, but uh, Flag North Fail makes really comfortable, warm jackets. You mentioned that that yeah, I wear yeah, all the yeah, time because yeah. leather to me is uncomfortable. I own one. It's right. seven hundred dollar jacket. I never wear. But, right. Right. Yep. So I'm going. I'm going 
of course, underrated, but on the merchandise side, not the motorcycle side. I, I, I had one guy tell me he, he was a Harley owner, and he goes, yeah, I love my Harley. He goes, but, he goes, there's a lot of great motorcycles out there that don't, there's some great companies that don't get the the love they deserve. There's some oh, smaller yeah. companies yeah. making great bikes, and he was telling me that, and I was just like, oh, that's interesting, you know? Yeah. I, I have a side question then. So if Harley isn't the best motorcycle yeah who actually makes the yeah. best who's, who's the best it depends on what you want right because there's there's certain things and and i'm an infant in my knowledge i've always ridden bikes since i was like 15 was my first my first car was a motorcycle because you could drive them alone um so i've had harley since i was 16 with my first harley wow. i never really knew anything about them but now you start researching and for example like they a lot of the bikes have a shock on both sides of the bike yeah and you start talking to people who really know their shit not me and they explain why a single shock in the middle would make so much more sense okay. for turning and, and all those types of things. So a lot of other companies actually do those details and have a lot more. But I can tell you this, and that's the, the funny part about it is you could show me a bike very similar to mine, show me all the details of why it's technically a better bike, and I would enjoy the lesson and then drive down and buy my Harley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just the way it works. That's how, that's how a lot of people are with their brands. It's... You know? Okay. We had a good one here. I just lost it. Don't lose it. I, I lost it. But I, the I can tell you what it was. Is he said relationship of four? This relationship question. Oh, oh that's for you. Okay. I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. right time. <laughs> relationship of four years. Okay. Yeah. But her cousin always wants to get in the middle of it. Thinks it's her relationship and her business, and she's trying to tear the two of them apart. How do you deal with that? Well, you've got to conf you've got to make sure you talk to your partner about her cousin. Yes. And make sure they understand how much of a problem you think the cousin is. Yeah. Right? It should be you and your partner discussing this problem cousin and making sure you're fully aware of the other person's fully aware of how you feel about that cousin's meddling. That should be the first step. You don't just go straight to the cousin when the partner's like, what's going on? You know, yeah. The partner yeah. might not fully be, the partner might not fully see things the way you do. Like your cousin's always getting in the way, right? The partner might not be on the same page. You have to make sure they know that you feel that way. Then you can go to the cousin. That's how I would do it. I would talk to my partner first. That's like very, and then I would uh, go to the cousin. I would say that's very, very well thought out. Right. I'd be very interested to know, though, how would Dusty handle it? <laughs> Before I met Dusty. Before I met Dusty, I used to think things through. And I would talk to my partner rationally, and then I would approach. But after I met Dusty, just... <laughs> I mean, literally, I was, I was laughing because I'm like, that is the perfect answer. And not at all what I would have done. <laughs> Listen, I drove, you know, exactly right over the table with yeah. the family and the uncle. Oh, everyone's there. Yeah, just mind your own business and shut your trap. Yeah. You're an expert on our relationship because you suck at yours. Yeah, you know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. End yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, do what Ron suggests, not me. Pass the turkey. <laughs> all right, we got a bodybuilding one here. Ah, uh, boy. Yep. Okay, Mike Isertel's opinion on top set back offset is to do two to four top sets instead of one. Um, I was like, say that to Dusty, LOL. The well, how many total sets is he doing? I mean, that's another, like, let's say your, your leg workout is leg press followed by hacks, and that's it for quads. Then maybe you do 
two to three top sets of leg press and one to two of hacks and you're fucking smoked. Yeah. Right? But but if you're doing, you know, four exercises and you're going to do three top sets of each one, that's like you might be just vomiting in the corner when you're done. I don't know what's, you know what I mean? Like how right. does your intensity drop off? You know, how are your sets? Yeah. So I think the 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 issue I have like my I'm watching the yellow. We're good. Okay. I'm watching I'm just, the I'm yellow. Just thinking of you. He That's doesn't all. think I'm it's watching about the, the yellow. yellow. <laughs> I mean, red. Yeah, red. I mean, get, yeah. Let's get a bit of red. Let's get a bit um, of red. No, I mean, the way I look at it is real simple, though. Is I felt for myself, and this is not a one size fits all. That if I have extra sets to do, it is feasible to leave something on the table. When I have one shot at a top set, I literally think about that before I touch the bar. Oh, yeah. You have one shot, and if you have one top set for hack squats and you leave something on the table, you essentially wasted the workout. Yeah. Like, you cannot do that. And I think that that fear makes sure you drive that set, you know? So that's how I approach it. I, although I smile when I read that, I don't actually think anyone is wrong in their approach to doing things. No. Um, you know, if that's something that works for you. But I feel as though if I were to do exactly that and say three movements – I would far go beyond what the workout needs to be and screw myself on recovery. Also depends on how much, like, where are you in your training? You know, you get a guy who's squatting a plate and a half for his work sets. Maybe he needs to do two or three hard work sets of everything because mm -hmm. he's, you know, he's not generating like, like think of a guy doing an eight plate set of hacks yeah. for 12 reps to failure. And then he goes to the, the, you know, the next squat machine and it's you know, six plates aside for eight reps to failure. And, you know, he, he, you know, you can't, like, you know, the, 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 the more massive your poundages and the demand gets, the obviously the more you have to manage recovery and volume. So well, plus when you're, when you're doing up. it at that level, cause I have a guy who I've worked with for years and Diego's his name. And he, we started out with a typical three set failure kind of program. And recently on a very low volume program, I've had to lower him again. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, literally it's the point now, I mean, he got, he got rhabdo training oh god like and he's training low low volume but i've seen the sets i knew what it was as soon as he, he goes oh i'm i'm feeling this and that and i'm like oh shit yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, i knew yeah. immediately what it was and the first thing we did we we just went back to the program together i was like okay which movements are we completely dumping yeah and which ones are we backing down right and now his work like if, if, if i were to send his workout to a lot of my other clients they would immediately call me after their boring workout and say that wasn't enough yeah, because, right. you know, he is sick in the mind and I love it about him. But it's, it has been a, a process to get there where he's literally his volume is as low as mine and and he's growing well, volume too. you know, um, like I've I watched a couple of clips lately that I really like Dante put it put one out. He, he, you know, went through the effort of putting up a post. Yes, Dante. And every six uh, months. And he <laughs> talked about uh, the main thing he was talking about bang for your buck. True. Right. Yeah. And and that's a huge part of it. Like. Like, what are the sets? Um, you know, are you doing, say, um, uh, a machine that, you know, is hard, but it's not, you know, after your set, you're, you're fine? Or are you doing, you know, bent barbell rows that require every muscle in your body to be tensed for stabilization mm -hmm. and all sure. that stuff? So, you know, uh, what, it, what are the sets? You know, are you doing four working sets of, like, deadlifts off the floor? Right. Or are you doing four working sets of a plate-loaded hyperextension machine? Yeah. Because there's going to be, like, a difference of, like, total workload on the body, you know? Like, how messed up are you generally? 
So there's a big difference there. All right, Ron, how long do you think it would take you to get back to 300 pounds? And how much money would it take for you to be 300 pounds for six months? <laughs> got to carry that around. You got to sleep. So I'm just thinking, 300 pounds is a lot because I was, I was 243 this morning. Sliced. So like 50, you look big seven. in person. Like you still look big. You look solid. Well, I mean, I still got the wide clavicles. They you got help the thick out. neck too. Yeah, you know? the neck's not going to shrink too. This is my this is my neck was just size in grade twelve. So <laughs> big head. Um, yeah, big head. You got to hold it up, right? <laughs> so so yeah, um, three hundred pounds. That'd be fifty-seven pounds. I'd have to gain. I could probably do that. Do you think three months, Dusty? Easily. <laughs> so yeah. I was waiting to say higher just so I could say three months. Depends if I employ the uh, the front-loading sustenon method that I brought up that one time. You know, what is it, four grams on day one? And just let it float? And just like, um, you know, if you front-load your sustenon right, you could... You that's could, a six months all by itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's six, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, three months, I bet I could do it. Um, I think you could do and uh, how long would it, how much would it cost while my food bill would just be like. No, he's saying, what, what would somebody have to pay you to hold it for six oh, months? Yeah. Hold it. Hold how much it. money would it take? Oh, God. He's off of his bike, people, and spring's coming. Yeah, I'm not riding. Yeah. I'm playing a lot of guitar and I'm napping constantly. Yeah. And my food bill's higher. His business is dwindling because he's focusing on that. Yeah. Just in the gym all the time training. I just got to dodge the heart attack from the rapid weight gain. Yeah. Isn't that what it is? <laughs> forgot three, about that. 300 pounds for 15 years, healthy. Goes back to 300 pounds, dead. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, the body would be like, no. It'd be like, you're not prepared, you know? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It'd be 100 grand. You'd have to pay me 100 grand to do it for six months. There you go. Yeah. Seems fair. So let's start the, let's start the, the fundraising. Yeah, start the fundraising. Uh this is for Ron, but Dusty, I want to know your opinion first. Overrated or underrated 90s grunge era music? Well, I'm oh. going to answer it quickly because Ron's going to destroy this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so excited, but it's absolutely underrated. They created a genre. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is that. Okay, go. <laughs> so it's underrated because when everyone thinks of grunge, unfortunately, and to his own disgust, everyone thinks of Nirvana. Of right. course, and yeah. Cobain hated that. Yeah, it was he. He's like, there's so much awesome music out there. Like he, he, he loved all these other bands that he wanted to be like, and mm -hmm. they wound up, you know, stealing the thunder of the whole, you know, <laughs> that whole, the whole Seattle movement, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, people think of grunge and they think of Nirvana and Pearl Jam, but they don't think of like Mud Honey and the Melvins and oh, the yeah. Pixies and you know Sonic Youth and all these other bands that were on the small uh, labels and playing this sort of music for a long time. <laughs> Go find me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's there's a lot of great. Oh my, <laughs> setting up. There's a lot of great. Uh, there's a lot of great like bands that would fit under that label of grunge, which is actually terribly defined. But it's like a post kind of a post-punk post-new wave late 80s is when it started uh you know just sort of stripped down garage rock is all it is and you know with, without the hair you know it's like the the opposite of hair metal it's like no makeup and we're wearing jeans and t-shirts that's all it really was yeah yeah and we're gonna play cheap guitars and we're and and stuff because we're all broke that was just it was just the little stripped down type of music that's all grunge really was yeah and but there's a lot of great stuff out there i've gone back and done all these like deep dives into bands I never paid attention to. I'm like, fuck, these guys yeah. are great. Had you ever so, gone back and listened to the, like, the bands that inspired Kurt? 
Yeah, like yeah. the Vaseline's. Yeah, yeah, and, and the Vaseline's and the Pixies, big time. Yeah, and yeah. and like I knew of the Melvins, but I didn't listen to the Melvins a lot. Yeah, but I actually went and saw the Melvins live oh, a few years really? ago when they were Here? in town. Yeah, 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 I went and saw the Melvins because I was like, I gotta see the Melvins because yeah. Kurt loved the Melvins. Yeah, and they were amazing live. I was like, oh jeez. All those and, bands were just like just south of here, you yeah, know, like yeah. Seattle, Portland, Sa- right there, across the border. K Records, yeah, sub- and sub-pop. I, I saw Sonic Youth live. You saw where did you I see saw Sonic, Sonic Youth? Youth in Auckland, New Zealand, in a high school gym. You're kidding me? No, they, they were one of my favorite bands for. They were really ever. great. Yeah, they were, I just listened to them the other day putting a table together. Yeah, 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 just like you know, if they, they weren't were, putting a table. together. No, no, he was. yeah, they were over at my house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kim Gordon. Yeah, Kim Gordon and Thurston Moore were just over my house putting a table together. You know, he let me play his Mustang. I really got help you yeah 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 very misleading wrong no so yeah yeah there's a i love a lot of that music oh we have a technical uh note here from a woman named victoria felker she says hi husband tell ron to stop turning his head you see i like to look at you guys yeah so maybe do i do this do i do i screen yeah i also don't want to block my face i mean this this is a money face this is a money face if you brought it in this group front of your face yeah (laughs) and this group is definitely money you're good i'm just like thinking that might there we go maybe that's hopefully that's good thank you this picky chick He's yes. telling me how to talk. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking wrong. You're talking wrong. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Right. Let's okay. see what else we've got here. Um, well, I got a thanks for setting this up, but really, I mean, gosh, you could, guys, like we said at the beginning, you could thank Mutant for setting this up. Because really, that's, yeah. that's the truth of the matter. I would have done it anyway. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're like, hey, come you on. You were going to fly up on your own dime, and yeah. then they went and paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer their dime. I like to fly on theirs. All right. Well, yeah. This is just a real general question. I don't know. I, Oh boy, Chris! Over and under, bodybuilding. <laughs> I'm, this is dangerous for me to touch right now. Bodybuilding, like the activity, or bodybuilding the sport? Oh man, I don't know. How do you define it? You know, what do you? How yeah. would you interpret that? Yeah, that's that's a great one. Huh. He yeah, that's like a great one. He gets like a little asterisk on that question yeah. or something like that. We're just because this we're is like the most. You, this Chris. is the most like existential question we've ever had we've got to reflect on our own our our own like yeah uh, place in the world if we answer that it's worthless then our lives are worthless yeah we lose and then like you know know, mutant pulls a plug on this and immediately shuts down yeah yeah. and everything we sort of (laughs) we sort of got that you guys are contracted just say bodybuilding is good yeah yeah so bodybuilding is underrated (laughs) it is an awesome activity everyone should do more bodybuilding it is the root of all health and wellness we're going health these foundational (laughs) principles will stay with you for the rest of your life that's true oh man that's my answer scott that's good scott is that good i want i want scott is that good is that a good answer scott's been dodging answering recently okay Oh, we're good. Mutant said nod. it's all right. Mutant said it's okay, all right. Good, good, good. All right. I, w- I was clear anyway. I mean, <laughs> you can say whatever I might you not want. be able to stay in the mansion tonight. Yeah, you're right. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you get back. You're going on the lawn. Thanks on the lawn. Nice knowing you. Guys, the hammock in the back. The, the hammock. The code, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm definitely, I'm going to say, it, you know, it depends on where you're at. But when you, when you start bodybuilding and you see, even though we've all been in it for a long time, you meet somebody every year that's brand new, right? Yep. And that they absolutely love it, right? Unbelievable. That's what bodybuilding is. Yeah. Along the way, you have your own journey. There's good things. There's bad things. And how do you process it? That's on you. That's not on bodybuilding. So if you have a bad experience, if you fail at a show, and then you get butt hurt, 
that's not bodybuilding that did that to you. You know what I'm saying? It's you. Bodybuilding is always what it was to begin with. It's how you how you chose to look at your perspective. So, like, if there was a an abyss, you seen the movie The Abyss? Yes, great movie, by the way. Ago, a little right? throwback. The Abyss was amazing. Yeah. If there was an abyss to the deepest point the show has ever gone, just went there. And yeah. I don't mean abyss like pit of hell. I mean deep, like yeah. deep to the soul, to the core of the earth, Scott. Yeah. That was the answer. Wow. It's you. It's not bodybuilding. Yeah. All your problems are from you. That was that. Right. Literally, that was. Dusty so, loved that. I could uh, see as soon as you I started. Like, I Dusty was back. like, oh, oh, oh. I changed my answer while yeah. you answered. Dusty's that. actually got upset because he's like, oh, I have nothing. I was he's wrong. Saying, how, about end, how about if I ended that and I was like, and with that said, accurately rated. <laughs> and I would have to agree. I was going to say that Scott answering is underrated, and we need more of it. Scott answers. Scott's answers underrated. Yeah, yeah that's the next one. Okay. Oh, that Jeez, was great. That was, was great. You are totally right. You are totally right. right. You know what my mom was the happiest about? She said, bodybuilding got me to eat my vegetables. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah she yeah. said that. That was like a quote. She's like, well, I tried for 18 years. Can you eat your vegetables? Yeah. All of a sudden, Flex Magazine <laughs> Flex says you mag- should eat your vegetables. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you. Start eating vegetables all on your own. Unbelievable. Oops. She just threw her hands up. Uh. Wow, there's a lot of music stuff in here. Oh, uh, that's a great question. I want the answer. Okay, okay. Sorry, overrated, I need that. Underrated, the band Tool. Mm. I think I know the answer. We'll see. Uh, those are hard. Well, I've met, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's crazy people that, that there's, there's crazy people for everything, but I, I would say Tool's underrated. Um, they, they, they're, they just don't care. They don't care. I, I love that about them. And bodybuilding fixes 90% of my shit. You see that one? Yeah, that was good. That was awesome. That was good. The th- thing I like about Tool is they are true artists and they don't care what you think. And quite often you see bands, I sort of respect this about Tool, as their albums go, their albums get more commercially viable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Tool yeah. started out as a, like a metal, progressive metal band. Is that what they were called? Or the, yeah, they kind of prog metal, LA metal. Like you know, they were they were like a metal, hard rock metal band at the beginning. Yeah. You know, they had four minute songs. You know, and the the albums got more complex and more you know sort of same with Metallica. You know, by the time yes. they got to Justice, the songs were eight minutes long and they were fucking massive and there was all this stuff going on. And that's what Tool did. And then they just went like avant-garde for the last two albums. They're like, we're going to do an album, and then we're not going to do another album for 13 years. And we're going to do that album, and it's going to be almost like, it'll be completely unradio playable. Each song is like 11 minutes long, and we're just going to do this thing. And I get it because I'm a, a Tool fan. They're, they're, you know, like I love that when an artist is like, oh, yeah, we don't care if anyone ever buys an album. Right. We're making yeah, yeah. this music. It's our thing, like the art, the album cover. Mm-hmm. They're also one of the only bands that is making a product. Like the vinyl, it, it's all part of the album. The art, the way it's presented, that's their product. It's not just the songs. That, that's what everyone else does now. They just make, a, they make an album and it goes on Spotify, right? Right. Tool, yeah. Tool's like, if you really want our album you have to buy the album because that's the complete project with everything 
That's cool. It's not just what you download. You can download that because <laughs> we live in 2023, and that's how we have to do it. Yeah, but make money. If you really want what we made, you have to buy the vinyl record and look at everything. And I think that's super cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. There's a Canadian area, <clears throat> Canadian area group called Constellation, no Constellation Records, and they make they're like super underground. They still press vinyl. They still, yeah. They never stop. They're out of Quebec. Yeah. And they're like really like they put it this way. They're they're they, when some of the bands tried to come to the U.S. for a tour after 9/11. They actually stopped them because they thought they were terrorists based off of some of their material. Oh. But they were just, like, questioning the government. Right, they, right. They're, like, a kind of punk label a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of those punk, some those punk of, bands yeah, no get kidding. in trouble yeah. at the border. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Canadians come to the U.S. and we're worried. Jeez. Yeah, there's, it's funny. I, I have a, a bunch of friends that are big vinyl listeners, right? You know, yeah. Even Dino. Like, Dino puts vinyl on all the time. Oh, that'd he'll, be so cool. He'll yeah. pull up one of his old 70s punk records out and he'll drop the needle on Instagram, you know? Yeah. And crank. Does up, he like, do that in the gym? Yeah, well, no, he does it at home. Oh, okay. But, okay. but yeah, you know, but he'll crank some vinyl and listen to the Sex Pistols, and it's like an actual record from the 70s spinning, and it's <laughs> cool. And I, I, I get that my vinyl friends say the reason it sounds different is the compression is different. Yeah. The, you, the, the quieter sounds are quieter, and the louder sounds are louder. Like, there's a bigger distance between the quiet and the loud on mm -hmm. vinyl, so it's more dynamic and they hear that and and i get it i've listened to vinyl records that i really really I, I listen to albums that i know back to front i've listened to them on vinyl for the first time and been like oh it does sound a little different like i get it i get that there's an audiophile thing that people love but i have one friend who goes one step further yeah he goes oh vinyl's not the best what comes before vinyl i don't know reel to reel tape oh really and that's what he listens to when he wants to get his like Real audio file. How do you on. find real to real He's tape? Seven hundred years old. You got to be. Yeah. <laughs> so the actual real to real tape that they use in the studio when they record oh. on the tape, the old school when they cut and yeah. like all the editing they would do to actual tape, and then they would make a master tape, and then that would get sent off for the album. And he said, if Good you ever God. get, he sat in archival studios with producers and listened to the tape of famous albums before. Yeah, and he's like, "That's really an experience because you know you're listening to the really root. That is the first recording of that song, ready to go before any record was made. Was that tape, real to real tape? And he's heard some of the classic albums on tape because he's been all around the states and been to all the studios. Yeah, and he's listened wow. to some albums on real to real tape. And that'd be so hard to get. You oh, know? you'd have to know the person who has the. Yeah, how would copy? you know that? Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. you'd have to know the studio that has the copy or whoever has it, you know? All right. A little more bodybuilding here. Hey, guys, opinions on training three days a week, but those three days are a.m. and p.m. sessions, mm. like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So does he mean yeah. twice Monday, so twice? Six days a week. Yeah, yeah. twice okay. Monday, twice six Wednesday, workouts. twice Friday. Yeah. It's an interesting split. I don't huh. see why it wouldn't work if that's what you – maybe you have to do that. Like, let's say you had a crazy job. That was like Tuesdays and Thursdays are hell. Yeah. And weekends you got to spend with your kids. Maybe that's your life. That would maybe work. Like, who's to say it can't? You could. Jamie you know. does that on five days a week. Yeah, Jamie does trains he? twice a day, five <clears throat> days a week, you yeah. know? Monday to Friday. Really? Yeah. Five days straight, two days, two times a day. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'd say it, it maybe, you know, <clears throat> maybe you can handle more. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, how you split up your training, I don't think is is one of the like huge things it's about frequency total volume 
all that sort of stuff. I mean, this this stuff matters. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you can make any of this stuff work. Like, I've seen all sorts of messed up splits work because there are nurses working, like, crazy shifts or they're in and out of the bush two weeks on, two weeks off, and yeah. they're trying to hit things multiple times when they're home because they can only hit them once when they're away. Like, so I've, I've seen all sorts of crazy splits work. Yeah. I've seen people... I've seen a lot of people find a way to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen more people find a way to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Hey. Didn't hey. you do a, a, a Irani split at one time that required twice a day training? Oh, yeah. I've, I played with every option to see. And I'll be honest. It was, it was after, like, bodybuilding at some point in my life became a pain in the ass to do. It was just difficult to get back into, and I realized the best way to immerse myself was to train twice a day. So yeah. I literally just like threw myself into bodybuilding for like six weeks. I've done that where before. it was all I was doing. Yeah, and then everything clicked back in. It was back to flowing. Yeah, and I went back to normal training again. I did yeah. that after a breakup one time. Oh yeah, I had a, like a big breakup that I went through. Yeah, so I was like, I'm just gonna double split for like a while. Yeah. So I go in the morning, train chest, go back at night, train tries, chat with people, kind of be social. Yeah. And it just, like, kept me, like, really structured. And, you know, I wasn't laying around all morning and, like, uh, like you yeah. know, do my emails later. Like, it just kind of just kept me, like. And you probably knew it wasn't going to necessarily be the best thing for you. Like, you weren't going into that, like, hey, I'm going to grow the most I ever have with this. You're like, I no, need this. No, but it definitely made me feel positive and, like, oh, yeah. fresh, you yeah, know, like, yeah. really fresh. You know, we got a little morning, new morning routine, you know. You know, I just trained, that sort of thing. I trained for about, I'd say, three or four months straight without a day off. Oh, for, oh man. For the same reason. Really? I went through a breakup. Just and yourself, I was just like, yeah. you know, I'm just going to stay busy. Yeah. And I knew it was like, after a while, it was kind of like, I'm just punching a clock. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. know that it wasn't necessarily the best thing for my training. Yeah. I did end up making really good progress that year, but I think it was like in spite of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I am going to do the first bathroom break of the live show oh we've okay. ever had a live bathroom break yeah yes. we've official well i pounded the energy drink i told you the caffeine you did yeah direct result yeah. is more urine urine you know what i mean yeah can i say urine urine is a weird word to say on the air i, I don't know it's, it's one of those words ca- never mind yeah there's <laughs> some slide now oh, oh mess up the slide oh mess up the slide. Look at that. we're still live we're still Come live back, Come back. Yourselves. you'll get to see how big dusty really is now if uh see because people Look, you're so you're so concerned of this. Yeah, I, I am. I, Earlier I, in my career, I would care. Now yeah. it's uh, <laughs> it's all past that. See, I had somebody actually. It was funny. I had a guy comment uh, at the one of the shows. He's like, I can't believe that Ron is still your size. Yeah. And I was like, He's not. I don't. I don't know why that would even enter your brain. Yeah. Um, because when Ron was his biggest, he was three thirty. Good. God. I don't think that they really like. You can't, when you hear a number, you can't put that into play. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I've even done that with myself. I look, I've seen some pictures from Mutant that I'm like, I don't remember being that big. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm drastically smaller than I was then. And it's like, I, I don't think people realize, like, and Ron's, what, three, almost four inches taller than me? Yeah. At least three. Yeah. So imagine that plus 80 pounds more than he is now, almost 90. Yeah. That's a Backstreet Boy. That's a <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. We got one for we've got one for you and me here. Oh, perfect. Uh, let's see. Jerry says, "Okay, overrated, underrated BPC. Uh, now that I think both Scott and Dusty have used it, 
Um, afterthought, Scott, I know you have gone through thoughts on muscle mice. Um, not sure if Ron has used it or not. I don't know if he has either. <clears throat> um, well, what was your experience and what we're using it for? Uh, I've used it a bunch, and most recently, so I, I and this is this is like a now situation. So I I started getting tennis elbow. I started getting consistent with my training again. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, like tennis elbow comes out of nowhere. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, right. I haven't had tennis elbow in forever. And then I went to this uh, uh, shooting. Uh, it was like a, a shooting class. Right. And we're Keep doing talking. this. Keep talking. Yeah, we're doing this really cool thing where you, uh, I was telling Ron 